going on, everybody? It's your boy, Real, back with another review, man. Yo, this is BMF Season 2, Episode 3, the review. First and foremost, I want to salute to the best Discord gang gang them ever. What's popping, y'all? Uh, and those listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, what is? And, of course, you, the viewer on YouTube, checking it out. Taking your time, maybe projecting your boy on your TV screen. I love that. I knew I was going to make it on somebody's TV screen. I knew it, mama. I told you. I told you I would make it. But no, for real. Real shit. This episode here uh, is got me rethinking a few things. I'm not going to lie to you. This was a fucking terrible episode. And by the way, let me just share with some of y'all. There's been a crackdown of profanity on YouTube. So, like... Me cussing, my old videos of me cussing, they are taking down, like, the money. The monetization has gone extremely low. And it wasn't like I was really banking shit in the first place. But it's even lower. And I was thinking, like, can I do this without cussing? Sure. But are we going to have as much fun? No. No. So I said, fuck it, man. Fuck the money. I don't care. Fuck it. I don't care. I'm going to do us. I'm going to do that. We got to keep us who we are. Plus, it's cussing in the music videos. It's just too much. I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into it. Just no ain't shit finna change on this side. So, what you can do for me is, when your boy gets ready, because you know I don't, don't, don't donate, don't do none of that. I believe in goods and services, but I appreciate the love. I just, you know, no. Okay. I just want y'all to be there when I'm ready to drop some merch to support me. And if ever the time comes, you know, whatever endeavors I got, just support me. And always like it. I'll take the like. Put the money back in your pocket until I come out with some fly shit. And just hit the like instead and share it. That's where y'all can help me, man. If uh, if a bunch of people watch, it'll make up. For my little bad words, for for Rails uh, cussing like a sailor, like a like a fucking pirate, if you will. But let's get into this shit episode, because I am afraid of where this is headed. And it's got me rethinking the Powerverse order of shows. Yeah, I'm fickle like that, man. I had BMO very high up there in the Powerverse ranking. But this episode is... Striking some fear in me. It's getting to the bullshit. And I just knew it I knew it wouldn't be no bullshit because it's a like a, a documentary-ish. Like this real shit has occurred. You know, it's been dramatized, but you got like you don't have to you don't have to do much in the writing. The story of Big Meachinum, BMF, is told. We just want to see it. You ain't got to get creative with the story. Just show it to us. Like the writers only had to show it to us. They didn't have to add this bullshit, right? Like, okay, first, uh, Meech, Demetrius, Lil Meech, the guy that, the, the son. First, I, I got to tell you, brother, your next sex scene, if you get one, you, you cannot... Come with them pitiful pumps. You gotta, you gotta represent your daddy right. I would be pissed if my son was supposed to be playing me 
and giving up these sad-ass strokes, okay? And this weird-ass conversation in bed, it is just, it's just awkward. It's just, I'm like, I didn't give it up like that. Your daddy was a Viking. I don't know what you're doing in here. Okay, I was an African warrior when I was in the bed. I was like, what was that tribe in Wakanda? <laughs> the, like, the ape tribe of the motherfuckers that was up in the mountain? That's how your daddy gave it up. What's this shit on TV I see? Don't you do me like that. Don't you represent Big Meech better than that, all right? Cut out that shit. I was like, what, 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 cash doll like this? That's the most motivation you can get with cash doll in your bed? God damn it, little Meech. Oh. But I'm going to let that slide, man. I'm going to let, maybe you got a girl. You know, I know cash just had a baby. Might be a little beef, but like, motherfuckers probably behind the scenes. Like, hey, take it easy in there. That's my girl. Oh, don't you be up in there with that girl pretending like you want that. I know they don't. So, you know, it could be some behind-the-scenes things that could have stopped that. So I'm going to give you grace. Then you just deny the sex scene. You know what I'm saying? You can always do the kiss to the leftover. Like, just uh, play the sexy music, and then, boom, we're there. All right? If you ain't going to do it right, goddamn it, don't get in there and try it. Now, I knew I wasn't going to like this episode. I mean, I knew this episode was really terrible when I didn't have beef with Charles for once. Now, y'all know I hate Meech and them daddy. And I wonder how Meech and them feel about their daddy because he is being ill-represented while we're talking about ill-represented fathers. Like, Mr. Flannery is looking like a simp, broke, suck-ass nigga out here. I'm just keeping it a buck. Like, he ain't got no control over his household. He projecting on his wife and kids. He's just, ugh. I'm like, dude, What? I don't I like I just lost so much respect for their father. I just I'm hoping. I mean, this is Meech's granddaddy, so he in this. So I guess this is him. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not mad at him this episode. Let's get right into the this this uh this this marriage. Alright, I wanna I wanna get into this marriage a little bit. So <laughs> my they in church and my man rocking out on stage with his little guitar, and he's got some little hottie with her guitar, right? Now they're doing a fucking guitar duet, and they getting into it. Now, anybody that's been to a, a rock concert or something like that, or seen it on TV, you know, when the guitars come out, they they got they got to add that pizzazz, so, you know, they start playing to each other. That's an old school move. Smiley, yeah, we rocking out in this bitch, baby, yeah. So, you know, Mrs. Flannery see that, get a little jealous, because, you know, a woman, when, when she ain't up there and, and she see her man smiling too hard. Oh, that's a violation. Why are you so happy, nigga? Like, like, that's not the goal. Like, your happiness and my happiness. Why is she taking this so personal? I know some of you guys feel me out there. I know you do. I know you done, you done read a text message, laughed. You had your AirPods in. You was laughing. You were smiling. You was just enjoying yourself. And your girl just came out of nowhere watching you enjoy yourself. And is curious as to why you enjoy yourself. Like, it's a goddamn problem. Why is the nigga smiling? I should be the reason any smile come across his face. I suggest, if you got a girl like that, just leave. Just go ahead and take off. It ain't going to get no better, brother. Ain't like she's going to one day be like, oh, I enjoy my man's happiness. And, you know, I want him. It's not. I'm A, from experience, brothers. Ain't no way up. Ain't no fixing it. I'm giving you your out. 
right now. If you was looking for a sign, you was like, God, should I be with this woman? Because I, Rail is here. I gay, I am the vessel through which God has spoken to you right now. I am your, I'm your call, I'm your message. Here it is. You was looking for a sign? Here he is. All right, exit. Exit. Same for you, ladies. I, you know, I can't imagine you being with some dude like that, but it's very possible. It's a lot of fuckboys out here, so same same applies. But she sees that. She's not liking it. She's feeling inadequate, right? She ain't had no sex. He turned down the sex, but it was for financial reasons, and everybody know Charles, all right? That man is, is, is struggling for a dollar, so... And and struggling to provide for his family. He's competing with drug dealing ass uh Meech. So it's a it's a fight. It's an it's an eternal fight for him. That's his that's his turnoff. Alright? She ain't gave no ass for those same reasons. Cause she gotta work at Wendy's. So he's not feeling the best of like a man. And to find out that y'all done added some more debt to his life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It it tended to turn him off. So she but she disregarded that. Thinking, okay, now he about to be out here. Them porno mags, him jamming out with the girl on at the choir on the guitar. Okay, I need to talk to somebody. Like, she ain't got girlfriends, but they ain't got the best advice either, so don't let me get started with that. That's a whole separate thing I'm not going to get into. You, go- Ladies, I'm not, I am going to get into it. Ladies, your friends don't like you. It just is what it is. Girls hate girls. I just do- Y'all hang out with each other because you ain't got nobody else. I'm just keeping it a bit. If it ain't your family, they probably ain't your real friend. Them is just associates you associate with in social situations. I'm I, the real is here to give you a sign. Is this bitch down for me? Is she really got my best interest in here? If you're looking for a sign, ladies, I am the sign. No, your friend don't like you. That hate. And yes, she'll smash your man. Yeah, that. I don't know what to tell. It's a cold, cruel world out here, all right? Unless this is like a homegirl you grew up with, if you just met her, if your relationship with your girl, with your homegirl has been like, because I, I don't know, because girlfriends be hating for a long time. Women hold that. I'm going to say, if y'all been friends less than about five years, she ain't for you. Five or more, mm. And she was in a fight with you. She held you down. Uh, probably. But I don't know, though. I don't know, though. Because there's lifelong friends that ain't got a man or got a man and then want you to be single when they single. It's nasty. It's nasty. It's nasty. I digress again. I'm sorry. But this is a episode where we could get the shit out. We could we could do this. Now, she ain't got no homegirls to talk to. So she runs to her pastor. Now... This is nasty work. Because she goes to the pastor for advice. And Snoop, whose wig is just pissing me off. Because he's tucking them big-ass dreads under that wild-ass uh, pastor perm. And it just, I can't, it's like a hump on this shit. It's just, they need to stop filming him from the side profile in the back. Keep it in the front for Snoop, all right? Or let the man have his dread. I don't know. I know dreads were a thing back then. But we got to figure out the camera angles. Stop letting us see the back and sides of Snoop. It just look nasty out here. It's nasty work. Uh, so she's hearing advice that she don't want to hear. Humble yourself. You know what I'm saying? Uh, try to make yourself appealing, not just physically. He was giving us some bars, though. 
Like, don't be stressing a nigga out if you want him to be fucking. Like, I don't know what to tell you. And she's like, it's just so hard for me to submit to a man. And you know what? I'm not here to argue that point. It's hard to submit to a man that ain't worth to submit. So I'm going to protect y'all, ladies. If the niggas always want somebody to submit to them, but ain't got the funds, the mental capacity, they just ain't that dude. I know I was like, what? You got to be a man worth submitting to. It's just, it is what it is. And Charles definitely ain't that man. So I could see her reservations. But like Snoop said, hey, you know, you just need to humble yourself. If that's what you want, if you want to keep your husband, y'all need to fix some things in the marital bed. You're just going to have to eat an L. Eat an L, play pretend. Do what you got to do. Now, I didn't like her asking the pastor, but I said, okay, this is what pastors are known for doing. Also, they're known for smashing the congregation. So if y'all never been to a black church, for my people, you know, that's non-melanated, hasn't been to a black church, it's a lot of fucking, okay? And the pastor is probably right behind it. Now, it looks like, you know, you're giving a lot of info to a predator, right? But he gave us somewhat sound advice. Now, what I didn't like is how the pastor steps to Charles and lets him know about that conversation. Now, I can't get mad at Charles. He checked the pastor. He said, look, check this out. I ain't ever punched a man in the cloth, but you keep this shit talking. You talk this to me, I'm going to fuck you up. Now, we know from last season, he wasn't a fan of the pastor. He thought he was hitting on his wife. So now, he knows about their marital problems, unbeknownst to him. Just I, She didn't share this talk like maybe we should, like what she should do was we should talk to somebody. Therapy our pastor because the pastor is free we should sit down with him and maybe he could help with us and then you gauge that she just took off did it on her own sharing personal information and yeah he reacted perfectly i would react the same way and then snoop throwing that jab about and find another place to have them little raunchy magazines that was pretty funny so charles took that one on chin so by the time that conversation happened between them and she told him the truth she basically said you're a broke boy and you you know what I'm saying you focus on everybody else focus on home so she hit him with a jab that stung which led him out there into the world right now here come this little black thing little chocolate thing dancing talk about come on Charles there I said up Charles being tempted this is where it could all go left problems at home ain't getting no ass jerking it and probably in some uncomfortable place in the bathroom you know what I'm saying? Ain't no, ain't too many places Charles go. He at work. By the time he get home, everybody there. Where is he? Where is he take care of himself? Somewhere dark and uncomfortable. All right, but he's getting it off. And here she is looking to flirt, want to see his dance moves. And his corny ass come down here doing the, I don't know what the fuck he was doing, but he was dancing. I guess is what you call it. And he felt that pressure on her. Yeah, she was applying that pressure. And I gotta say, I like how she was moving. That's how. See, that's how them. That's how a grown woman move when she trying to steal your man. She like, oh, yeah, come on down here. Get close. Let's dance. And then pay him. Show him like, hey, baby, I got money over here. All right? I don't know how life is over there, but I got money. All right? And the fact that you took it lets me know you need it. So she did that little smirk looking at him like, mm-hmm, I'm going to get that, Charles. I got some more dollars for him. I said, damn. Trick mama. That's kind of hard now. I ain't going to lie. If Charles smash, I... I'm not somebody that's down for, you know, cheating on your wife and nothing like that. But who the circumstances? 
It's tough for a man. That's the that's a test. You ain't getting no ass at home, and there's some ass right here for you with a couple dollars. I don't know, brother. I don't know. So it's looking bad for Charles, but I respected him walking out, taking his money, wiping his brow, and just like, ooh, ooh, shit, that was close. I don't know if I can fix nothing else up here. I tell you what, though, he come back to fix something. He gonna be fixing some pipes. So yes, Charles' reaction this episode, not mad at. I was mad at him with his conversation with T, cause he's accusing him of being in a drug deal, the the drug game, because people are sabotaging the cars. Like, yeah, that's what a drug dealer would do. Didn't you see when he was in the game, he got shot? Who the fuck is, what gangster, what drug dealer's like, oh, okay, we tried to shoot him, fuck it, we can't do that, so let's take the air out of his tire. That seems like a supreme downgrade. Like, his father just, just wants to be mad and just, I don't know. I don't know. But okay, we can get to the car shit. We got to the we get to the sabotage while we're here. So T is running into some issues, right? That dude from the airport, we knew he'd be back around. And he got some goons. He was slashing tires and fucking up their cars and he got checked. He got out of there. But he linked up with the girl with the with the friend that Charles brought. And she's like just a, a A1 criminal when it comes to cars. You know, he's like, man, I need to do more crimes with white people more often. You motherfuckers are proficient. Yes, T. See? They just go underrepresented. So T is fighting back. He's getting his car service going. I'm like, okay, because in my eyes, I was like, this car shit is probably the thing that pushes him back to the game. Because he's getting into squabbles. It's just like the same. It's just like the drug business. You got beef. You sabotage. You're fighting for, for blocks and streets. I ain't know the car service game was such a dirty game. But I was thinking like, okay, these cars finna get fucked up. And... The money's finna start going dry. So he's gonna have to rock with Meacham. And we learned that there's a drought. Right? There was a lot of money, a lot of drugs seized in Miami. So the price of everything is up. So it's a scary time. Now let's go over to Meach. Meach got issues. Right? Who would have thought that his cousin, who never sold cocaine before, would have cocaine issues? That it would get stolen or lost? Who would have thought that? He don't have a team. He ain't got nobody. He's just down there by himself, him and his curls. Him and his jerry curl. That's all he got. And I, it's, it's just that you you keep throwing people in position who ain't ready, who ain't showed they so. A real boss would have took a seasoned vet from, from where they was grinding, shipped him out there to Cleveland to be with the cousin. Like, hey, oversee something, some management. You don't just give your cousin all this responsibility and he is unproven. So... That's a Meech issue. That's a, that's where he fucked up. Now you got to get right. So that means going to K-9. And don't nobody want to go to K-9. So K-9 sends him off on a mission to go grab a nigga who was smashing his wife. It's important that he gets brought alive. Meech is unable to accomplish that. Brings him dead. And then, uh, this is the problem I had with that too. He brought him the man. Yes, the dude is shooting at him. It's kind of difficult to apprehend a motherfucker that's shooting at you. I do agree with that. Uh, again, B. Mickey seems to always kill people when he ain't supposed to. So I would stop bringing B. Mickey on uh, messages when it's coming to send a message, when it's coming to collect niggas. B. Mickey is just with the murder game. He's with laying that down, regardless. 
And I didn't like how when he dropped him. Well, first, I didn't like that gunfight. I said, nigga, how many bullets is in this man's gun? He was letting off about 30 of them things. Did he have a drum? I didn't see a drum. I was trying to count the shots. So I was like, man, this man really has unlimited ammo. XX triangle circle R1 R1 R2. I was like, where the fuck did he get this code from in real life? So whatever. He's dead. He gets delivered. And, you know, the outcome is different, sure. But I don't know if K9's trying to teach him a lesson by not giving him no more coke. And he's like, no, I said bring him alive. And you was unable to do that. So I'm not going to give you. I'm like, bro, there's still money. You said you don't drink. You don't do drugs. You enjoy making money. Meech is finna give you some money. I'm confused at what K9. Like, I don't. K9 trying too hard. Which means K9 ain't going to be around long. He's doing too much. And his girl smashed. I didn't understand why he was mad at that. He was clearly flirting with other bitches. Like, and she's clearly going to do what she wants. She said it. She was unmoved by a dead body. She's probably as gangster as K9. But I would imagine you would have to be to claim that man as your man. So, weird relationship there. So, I was just like, okay. Very extra, this was. But... That forces Meech to have to do a deal with B-Mick. Now, let's go. Let's get into the shit. Let's get why. Now that I got those out the way, let's get into why this episode pissed me off. First and foremost, I'm going to start with Lamar Myers. Remember, you heard that here first. I'm coining it. I didn't know if I was watching a horror flick or like a, a drama. This motherfucker literally rose up out of a body bag, put on some gaiters and a jumpsuit, and went out there and did the old, I'm watching you from a distance to his daughter. And then as she thinks she notices him, does the classic, the bus goes past, and now I'm not there no more. That's I was like, it's, that's Lamar Myers. That's some serial killer shit. So that leads me to believe, did this man run with the bus? I always wanted to be like, He's like, okay, I'm watching my daughter. Oh, perfect time for a bus. And then fucking Lamar sprinting. Like, I was like, what am I watching? Then he's leaving cryptic candies around. His biggest, his biggest, like, thing that he has is his ability to for people to think he's dead. And he's wasting it on these creepy-ass uh, slasher activities as a girl at his door to school and then dropping off these candies in the door of a woman who didn't want him while he was alive so i was just like okay lamar is i don't know that's all unbelievable bullshit i was watching i said okay this is about to go left here come the 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 detective popping up on 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 tevin campbell on sad face b mickey here he is again pouty face and I'm like, bro, just take me to jail. B. Mickey's life is too hard. So this is what I don't get. He takes B. Mickey, right, to a place for extreme scared straight. Opens up the cartons of refrigerated bodies and say, look at y'all drugs. Okay, these are all people that OD'd and we ain't have space for them. So we got to put them in here. That's you. And B. Mickey responded, yeah, what, okay, why the fuck do I care? Okay, I don't, I don't give a shit. And then he goes, well, one of them is Kato. And guess what? She did have family. It was your baby, dun-dun. Then he throws up. Right, he's sick to his stomach that he's killed his... But he had no idea. 
He didn't know. But yeah, I can see you being upset later. But that gave the poor man the, the weak stomach. And then that was the motivation he needed to go, where you will ever be? What do you need me to do? All right, I got a fake connect. I need you to set it up. Because what type of family would ask you to kill your baby mama and the unborn baby? How about the niggas that didn't know that she was baby mama with an unborn baby? Clearly, Meech didn't want her, didn't say, oh, yeah, this your baby mama with your unborn kid? I need you to kill. I think they would have came up with something else. Just with Meech's character. I don't think he would have been like, okay, we're going to just whack Kato like this. Probably banishment or something. He just think that she was a treacherous bitch out here to set them up, which she did. And there's ramifications for that. You got to go. So that whole scared straight. And then he left the refrigerator trucks open when he dipped. I was like, just like a nigga, leave the refrigerator door open. Just not going to close it. I'm like, what the hell? Now these buys, like somebody close the goddamn door. So they leave. So B. Mickey's got a mission. And I hate this whole, every time Meech and B. Mickey link up, Meech is like, oh, you're my right hand. You're my number one. You're the only person I can depend on. I need you right there. You got to hold me down. This is three episodes in a row. He done told this man he's his right hand. He's his number one. So, of course, he's supposed to be fucking with himself. He's supposed to be fucking with his conscience. I got it. We all got it. B. Mickey's your right hand. B. Mickey's fucking got it. I'm your right hand. We get it. So now here it is. K9 ain't got the drugs, right? So Meech's forces just jump into a new connect, which ah, Meech is making the worst decisions I, I you could ever imagine. Trust in a cousin he ain't seen in years with some work. That went left. Now just jump into another connect who he's never met, never vetted, never had a conversation with, like the police don't do stings. I, I don't know. I don't know, but B. Mickey's my right hand. Where the fuck did B. Mickey find a connect? Out the blue. When was he ever the connect guy? None of those bells went off. I was like, okay, all right. That's what pissed me off. B. Mickey's about to go send him to the trap. Then his conscience is fucking with him. So he hops out to jump on the payphone. They're visibly mad that he hasn't driven because they don't know why he's on the phone. They're trying to get to this drug deal. Who the fuck was B. Mickey calling? What, why was he stalling? What was his thought? The only, If he really wanted to just be like, like, I don't know his other recourse. I'm sitting here watching like, okay, so he doesn't want to do it. Is he going to confess to Meech that it's a setup? How is he going to lie to get himself out of being murdered? That's what I'm sitting there thinking. I'm like, okay, who's he calling? What's happening? Where is this going? And then guess what the writers did? To get B. Mickey out this jam? That they didn't got him, got him in, got us in. How about we have Lamar pull up, shoot the shit out of uh, Meech and them, missing, which is not, which is not, um, uh, not off the scale. Motherfuckers miss all the time. That close, it happens a lot. And he was shooting them in the car that was built to last. Not these cars nowadays. You get caught in the car, get shot in one of them. That shit just like aluminum. That's plastic. You're murdered. Those cars a little bit more metal to them. Heavy body, a little bit more protection. Meech's hit, perfect. This got me out of my jam, okay? And now he don't, now we clearly can't go visit this fake connect. So he could just be like, hey. So now be Mickey, what I'm assuming is when Meech gets back on his feet and, and Meech gets to asking him like, yo, what's up with your connect? He could be like, man, he dipped. 
We had an opportunity. We didn't make it. I tried to save it. He left. So we got to figure out something else. I guarantee that's what it is. That's my hot take. I guarantee that's going to be the excuse. We waited too long. You was in recovery. It couldn't happen. The connect left. Or the connect got caught up. Connect left the country. Something. Something that doesn't have to be proven since Meech ain't never met the motherfucker anyway. And he's more concerned with getting back on his feet now that he's shot than digging into your lives. So, that's my hot take on how they're going to clean that bullshit up. Uh, But now Lamar is alive, and now everybody knows Lamar's alive. And now the detective knows he kept him alive, and now he's shooting shit up. So that should, that's probably going to get a little awkward in the paperwork. Oh, I thought you said this man was dead. Is he a, what is he? Did he make a pact with the devil? Lamar Myers? Is that what we have here? Another case? Another case of the mystical slasher? Yeah. So I can see that going left. And the detective not wanting to save him each life. Damn, they're pushing him and fighting him to, him to get on the ground. I'm like, oh, this dude's wild. This dude is what he's mad. He wants Meech dead right here once I'm arrested with a bullet hole in him. So I thought that was hilarious because I was like, yo, he's kicking Meech. He's pushing him. I'm like, God damn, nigga. And his brother trying to stop. Like, bro, he need to act. Like, what are you doing? He threatening to shoot everybody outside. Thank God that motherfucking uh, his partner was there. She's like, what the fuck? Get in the car. We're going to get you to the ambulance. So Meech is shot. Now the detective lady. I don't know. I, I Clearly she's going to die. Because she's some benevolent force of the hood. Let me tell you what I didn't like about the the fire that they showed up to. First off, the whole uh, the dude out there snitching, he said, "Yeah, this is a whorehouse, and we've been calling y'all, so we decided to do ourselves. Yeah, let it burn, let it burn." I said, "Bro, you're going to jail. Why would you tell the cop that you set this fire? Like it's legal? Like you could just set fires?" I'm like, "What?" And I'll be like, oh, yeah, word. Y'all took care of yourself. Who else was with you in this fire setting? Who who else? Since you gave me this information, because you're clearly going down. I was like, that's dumb. That's unrealistic. Her running herself in the fire to go save him brings him out. And then they share this corny ass moment of, I want to thank you and the black, the young black man that came and saved us inside God. And she was just, I was like, what the fuck? What? They having a touching moment, This like, nobody ever thanked me before. So I guess it's supposed to give us layers into who this lady is and why she loves the black community so much. I said, I was ready to throw it, it made my stomach hurt. I said, what the fuck? And then she goes right to burning herself with the, with the lighter, the car lighter. I said, oh, she's got problems. She's got real issues, this one. I was just like, I, so that is... That was upsetting, that whole ambulance conversation. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Then, T, with his telenovela shit, outside with Lala, he pulls up on her hoodie up, creepy as hell, while she's locking up. Yeah, that's not scary for a woman, outside by herself, locking up at night, for your ass to pull up with a hoodie on, right behind her. Yeah, that's sexy. I'm like, okay, let me scare the shit out of the girl that I like. Then... He sees her face. Okay. Now T's ready to enact that. This motherfucker's finna pay. No, T. No. He's still my husband. You deserve better. I said, oh, no. Don't tell me Dirty Mackin. T unleashed every clip of the Dirty Mac. You could do better. I could treat you better. Uh, I want to give you everything you deserve. Fuck him. That is like 
the fuck boy, sucker nigga, dirty Mac, Mac daddy, dirt shit, 101. Like, you hear those words? You've ever said those words? You're a dirty Mac. And that's nasty. Now, he is dirty, he's dirty Macking a, a motherfucker down with domestic violence. But it still don't make it no good. Go in there and whoop dude ass, but do not use those corny ass lines. Now they outside, then they share a kiss. And then she takes off. I can't do this. And then they share eyes at each other. I was like, I'm done. I'm done. I can see where this show is headed. It's not looking good. This is about to be some corny ass power ship. Somehow power then made its way up in BMF. With the with the ridiculousness of Lamar being alive and being Michael Myers' uh, black nephew, Lamar Myers. So you got that. Then you got the overly I love blacks detective because my family came from Saigon. I'm going to do everything to save the black community. This is why I care. Bullshit. Then you got the overly kill, kill, kill drug connect who doesn't imbibe the drugs and alcohol and does the most, which I did... I, I don't know. Meech just out here trusting anybody. I, I was just like, I'm, I don't know. I can see where it's headed, though. They've opened up the world for ridiculousness. When you open up the door for ridiculousness in these shows, please believe it's a flood. So there's going to be some more miraculous wild shit coming. And this show looks like it's about to get corny fast. Now, I hope I'm wrong, but I didn't see. I don't I watch too much TV. I know where we headed, which is sad because this fucking story tells itself. But I will say one good thing about this episode. I learned a lot about Devil's Week, Hell Week, about the insurance scams. I'm like, boy, the wealthy, they know how to use us broke folks to stay wealthy. That was the best part of this show to me was the fucking little history lessons about how Dale Week, Hell Night or whatever, Mischievous Night, Mischief Night, turned into Devil's Night, turned into Hell Week. I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't know any of this. That's good info. Now I see. Now I look at certain things. You got to learn history to know where the future's headed. So I, I appreciate that. That was pretty cool. Everything else, fucking forget about it. Just bullshit. But with that, man, protect your health, yourself, your wealth, man. Love y'all. Your boy is out of here. Peace. Yo, I know I don't need no introduction, but y'all know who it is, man. It's your boy, Hollywood Real. And I appreciate you for sliding through and watching these videos. But you know what I need from you? All right, if you ain't already, I need you to like this and subscribe this, man. We at 1,000 trying to get to two, all right? Push it for your boy. Get them algorithms up. So when it comes to that subscribe button...